What's going on, man? So there with the podcast. It's your boy Two K Suave. The gang is back. The whole gang is back today. Got my dog Sammy with the freshy fresh cut. I see you, dog, bro. I see you, dog. Uh, I got uh, Vic uh, with the blue, with the blue and white going on. You know, he's just hey, hi, how you doing? And then we got A Rod, of course, Mister Drunk at the Wedding. A Rod, right here. <laughs> and let's let's let Sleeping Dogs lie, bro. Let's let it be. Bro. No, let's keep talking. Now, about let's it. tell us more about how drunk A Rod was at your wedding. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was it, it was so significant that I, it plays in my mind constantly. Him falling on the floor in the middle of the dance floor. It was. It was it was a sight to see. Hey, right, you gotta take that as a compliment, though. Like at his wedding, he remembers you. You stood out, bro. You stood <laughs> out. No, I know, and I felt I felt because there was money on the floor. Okay, I slipped on some money, so <laughs> right. I didn't take money. Did you grab hey, a bite? Right. No, they, they were throwing money on the floor. You guys come to what's this? You guys ever want to come to a Nigerian wedding? You will see money on the floor. This is how it works. All right, fair <laughs> enough. I like it. But anyway. Um, who were missing last week? It was you, Sammy. How 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 was that your little work event? Did you kiss enough ass? Or? I did, man. I did. Yeah, I had a got a nice little promotion, semi promotion. So you know, I had to get in with the new with the new crew, and you know, it was it was good to kind of get to know them outside of work. So it kind of helps with that bonding, you know, so that when we do stuff next year, it's gonna be it's gonna be really really good. So. Yep, and it's crazy that next year is literally like in eleven days. So it's like we we. We're right in the corner. But uh Sammy, uh you've been gone for a little bit, so you gotta tell me what you what you've been seeing, man. What's some crazy wacky nonsense that you uh have experienced as of late? I think the wackiest thing that I saw, again, I'm sticking to soccer, right? Is That's probably cool, probably Crystal Palace tying with Manchester City, uh in the ninetieth, ninety first, ninety fifth minute on a PK. Uh Good work. that was absolutely bananas to me. I mean I want to bitch about the PK, but Phil Foden tried to clear the ball, but uh, Mateta made a tremendous play to stick his foot out to grab the ball, and then <laughs> Foden just kicked him straight in the leg. So, I mean, that's a PK <laughs> if I ever saw one. So, um, But, yeah, that, that was crazy, man. I didn't expect that. And the fact that Manchester City is, I think in the Premier League, they've only won, like, one game in the last month or something like that, had a bunch of ties and stuff like that. So, I mean, besides Champions League games, but. Um, yeah, it make it makes me feel a little bit better that they're struggling a little bit like like us, you know what I'm saying? Like we, you know, we're all coming down to earth a little KDB's bit. KDB's coming back you know, though. The Bruins coming back, and everything should be back to normal. <laughs> he's got a, he's got that crispy hairline, but doesn't have that crispy shot. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Aros, since you're speaking, you're next, bro. I mean, I I sent it in the chat. Uh, Craziest thing I seen just just came today that I found out. I was just on on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. It's so still Twitter, baby. It's still Twitter. It's, yeah, I'm gonna call it Twitter. Fuck that X shit. Um, but G League basketball player uh, Chance Comanche, him and his girlfriend basically murdered another girl and then hid the body in Vegas under a pile of rocks, like right off the highway. So they have text me- like get a burner phone. You we all watch these like, gangster movies and shit like that. Like you know people like we can see your text. They can go get that shit. Do you know how much Dateline I watch? <laughs> I watch Dateline every single day of my life. And this isn't this has been plucked out of an episode of Dateline. Like you cannot make this shit up. Like can't. Like, 
like they have. I mean, y'all got caught in four eight K, bro. Like they can see all the text messages. And, and, and then again, the, I guess the ex girl or the the girlfriend. Um, I guess like he had relations with this girl too. And then the ex girlfriend also conspired with another person to kill somebody in California too. So it's it's wild. And then. To make things even better, they both strangled her, but they used an HDMI cord to do it too. So, <laughs> damn, that's where my HDMI cable went. Fuck. <laughs> Look for that bitch. Well, well, there's that. Yeah, that is a very crazy that's pretty story. Wild. Absolutely. Yes, and you can't even make this is some shit that you cannot make up. Like when I watch Dateline, I'm like, this can't be real. But yeah, that is very real. But uh, I go on to you, Mr. Vic. Well, most of them upset because I had Chance Comanche on my G League fantasy fo- uh, basketball team, so that's a tough loss for the team. But um, killer shot, they say. Yeah, he, he was. He was. He was having a killer season. Um, you know, uh, since this is my chance to talk about soccer, I'm gonna dip. I'm gonna dip my toe in soccer, and you know which way I'm gonna go, baby. I'm gonna lean towards the USMNT. Let's talk about my boys in Belgium, PSV, not Belgium, in the Netherlands, PSV undefeated on the season except for one loss to Arsenal in the uh, Champions League. Have not lost a game. This is a team with three Americans on this team, gentlemen. And then going to my other American European team. Nobody cares about Sarabi, buddy. Um, um, (laughs) And now going to my other American team, uh, AC Milan, who were pretty much out of all European competition and then scored Two second-half goals to go over Newcastle and stay in European contention. One of them scored by Captain America himself, Christian Pulisic. So, uh, how's yeah. He, how's he been doing? Uh, you know, he's been there for some time. Now, so ha- how's he been doing? Having, in, having the best the season. The world. Having <laughs> the best season since COVID, brother. He's doing incredible. Pulisic is flying high. Moose is flying high. Sergio Dest. Yee, incredible this season. Uh, Anthony Robinson, one of the best fullbacks in the Premier League. I mean, uh, Mal- Malik Tillman coming into his own uh, at PSV. Uh, Forlan Balligan, uh, although hasn't scored goals, has had impact at Monaco. Uh, you know, today they just won again. They are close to the top of the table uh, at League Un. So uh, lots of things looking up for the USMNT. If you were never a soccer team, a soccer fan before, and you were never interested in soccer, but you love your country, there's plenty of reasons to follow soccer uh, overseas nowadays, gentlemen. What he's saying is if you hate the French, but you love your American players. I will say this. Thanks to East AC Milan, my, my free Loftus Cheeks card is uh, is uh, promoted now. So it's upgraded to a pretty, pretty nice 88-89. So thank you, AC yeah. Milan, for those dubs. <laughs> those, those, ex, those ex-Chelsea boys, man. Those ex-Chelsea boys. Is that that FC24 game y'all be playing? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still got to get on that. I don't got time anymore. Don't do, I'm, it. I'm don't, just... do it. don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, don't. It's a headache. Don't. Uh, you, you already gamble. It's enough. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, cannot deny, I cannot confirm nor deny those, those, those It's legal right. in Florida now. We're allowed to do it. We're allowed to do it in Florida. True. All right. For me, uh, it was two. Two parts. And they're both actually sports related. Uh, the first one was kind of similar to like you know one of some of these stories, but Anthony Edwards, um, oh. he, he texted like his his side piece to abort the baby, and, <laughs> and so you know, like we just said, everything gets posted, 
every I mean the cops can read your your email. I mean your, your emails, your text messages. They can ping you off of cell phone devices. And if you're with the girl that's an OnlyFans or a stripper or whatever she is, she's going to post it in her story. That's what that's what happened, bro. You do this is the the, the pool you decided to swim in, and now you know it's gonna take a while for you to dry. So you're gonna have to figure out how he's gonna navigate around that because obviously it's like he seemed like he was you know had control over her and everything and. That's the last thing you want, Ant Man. Like this is a the team is twenty and five, like whatever they are right now. Like it's not the time. You don't want to turn it to John Moran. So that's one. Number two, Rashad Mendenhall. Just, went, oh he, just he just he just he just put it out there. He just put it out there. He said, uh, and I quote, uh, "I'm not going to have a director, but I'm paraphrasing. I don't know why these white people talk about uh, football, but talk about me playing football. Ain't none of y'all good. So whatever he said, basically." He said we should have like a uh, a uh, white players versus black players uh, <laughs> a, 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 um, Pro Bowl game, and um, what's his name from Busting with the Boys? Um, Will was, Compton. Yeah, Will Compton. He put together a pretty good roster defensively. That, that, secondary. <laughs> that front, that front four, that front uh, on the defense and on the offense will control will control the line of scrimmage. Yeah. He said we're gonna get cooked in the secondary. But the secondary gonna get get waxed. <laughs> Who's stopping Tyree Hill? Like, come on, dog. Like, he gonna have he gonna have C Mac playing both sides of the football. <laughs> they were talking about that in the barbershop, and then obviously I'm white, and there's a couple of black people in the barbershop, and I was like, man, I ain't gonna lie, we gonna get cooked. <laughs> they all started laughing. The CTE was CTE in that day. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, I haven't even heard from him in a while. He just come out of nowhere and say some nah, wild yeah, shit like that. <laughs> I actually, I so I actually follow him on Twitter because he used to be ah. a good Twitter follow. And I saw this immediately, and I thought, oh god, this is not going to be good. And boy, was I wrong. This was fantastic. This was great. Um, yeah, you know, I, I thought it was going to be incredibly divisive, and it, it was the opposite. It was <laughs> it was funny as shit. Uh, see some of the rosters out there. Uh, but you know, uh, the white the white folks they got the tight end, so love to see that. Um, <laughs> I love I love how the two starting wide receivers were, 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 were talking about like mixed 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 players, like there's gonna be a mixed draft. We gotta draft the mixed players, uh, you know. So we get. Uh, I'm just saying, I, I'm, we gotta get Mahomes. I'm just saying. Are we gonna? Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Give me Mahomes and Puka Nakua, and I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we get Puke, we get Mahomes. Let's be honest. Have you have you heard Mahomes talk? That's come on. So I get, I get I get Max Crosby. Nah, he wants to I say get, the N word so bad. Max Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> Max Crosby. Doesn't he have like Martin Luther King and like right, he, he, Jordan and a whole bunch of like famous he, like black? He's, he's a real Max Crosby. Yeah, he's a real one. I like him. <laughs> I like him too. He just. He really wants to say the N-word really bad. Isn't he isn't he white though? Like legit white? Does he have red hair? I don't know actually. <laughs> oh, he's hundred percent sure. oh, white, dude. This I'm looking at a picture of this guy. This guy is white as shit. <laughs> There's no way. That that's like that's like uh, Tiger Woods uh during the Rachel draft going going to the Chinese. No, that's like, that's like the black people. That's could. like the black people that's like the black people requesting Eminem. Yeah, or, or, or Wu Tang. Yeah, like delegation of Gus Eminem. <laughs> Let me get Paul Wall too. We got to go back. Wall. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's uh, let's cut to the chase. Let's cut to the chase. There's a lot of uh, 
we, yo, it's like the the se- the regular season's like already almost over. I feel like it's just been like a few weeks and boom, we're there. So, uh, what we're gonna do today, uh, first and foremost, uh, we'd like to address the elephant in the room. Uh, my my football team has lost three games in a row. Um, it's not fun. It's not fun in the uh, in the, in, in the household that I live in because I'm not fun to be around when my team loses. But actually, this after this one, I was mad that night, but the next day I laughed it off. I did. I said, you know what? Whatever, bro. Like, at the end of the day, what am I, supposed, what am I going to do? Like, Matt Patricia, he called a pretty good defensive game, and then that play happened, and, you know. I, I didn't even know he had a job. I didn't know what we was doing. I don't know what we was doing. I don't, I don't know. We, I don't know what was going on, but. When when Sammy when Sammy when Sammy said in the group chat is that Matt Patricia you know that you remember that uh that yeah. like clip from Chappelle's show where he where it was uh it was like the player haters ball and they went back in time he was like careful one he's gonna be your great granddaddy I was like <laughs> the most diabolical <laughs> oh my god I couldn't believe it nah but yeah he coached pencils on the sideline and uh. He's, now, now we got to get Brian Johnson off the sideline and bring back Frank Wright. Then it will be good because Brian Johnson, like the shit that he be calling sometimes, I'm just be like, bro, I don't know. I can call. I can. I'm the defense. I can predict what you're about to do. Like I, I can just see it. Just it's, it's, getting, it's getting very basic. And then also uh, on top of it, the refs. I don't know if y'all been paying attention this weekend. The refs call so many offsides on offensive players. And false starts for the most rare. Like they are ever since um, homeboy Kadarius Tony lined up offside and the league went crazy. They've been like they've been on top of all that shit. So the false start, uh, that's, that's, the false start on Jason Kelsey was very sus, very, very weird, very sus. Because I mean that honestly was like a momentum momentum kill for us because like we were going to get the first down obviously. I mean it was a touch push. You know what I mean? And you know setting us back a little bit. You know, you know, we were trying to have a Jalen Hurts flu game, and uh, you know, he just he, he 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 couldn't make that last shot like he like like I needed him to. But but no, all, you know, along all all like I feel like Seattle was desperate, and you can tell like they they were they were doing exotic blitzes, and they I mean they were they were running nice beautiful plays. So I gotta give them credit; they wanted it more than we did. I feel like we're still, and that's what that's my problem with teams that make it to the Super Bowl that don't win. They have like this. I don't know. So the hangover just is like a, an extended hangover. You know those hangovers that you have that, for whatever reason, you drank on Saturday and it feels worse on Monday. It's just it's one of those one of those kind of hangovers. <laughs> so over. Well, all I'm gonna say is, um, you know, we we got the Giants on Christmas, and lo and behold, Brian, we don't if we lose to the G-Men on Christmas, I am switching my allegiance to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because shout out to Bacon Mayfield. Will you but. ever be convinced or consider? That what we saw from Jalen Hurts last year—not that it was a fluke, but that was his ceiling. Absolutely not. I don't. I wouldn't say that either. Absolutely not. Yeah, fuck you, Sammy. <laughs> Absolutely not. We'll come I'm back to this whether it. I was right or wrong, but we'll come back. You're to going this. to be wrong. Well, no. with, with your track record with quarterbacks, I think we I think it's safe to say you're going to be wrong. I can. Yeah, I Mr. Like Mac it. Jones, top five. Mr. <laughs> Mac Jones, top five. Don't let they. The, the, I didn't say the top five all time. Forget. I didn't say top five in the league. I said top five young quarterback. He he was ruined by Bill Belichick. He was ruined. A hundred percent. I agree. I agree with you. Bailey Zappi, and let's go. I'm gonna go over to uh to the to y'all to the Pats and the Jets 
Why? Um, God, why? It don't matter. Quick. Doesn't matter. Just real quick, Bailey Zappi gonna make himself some bread somewhere. I don't know where. Maybe he's crazy. He's, he's, he's a good gonna, backup. He's gonna make some bread. He's a, he's a good All backup. Right. Yeah, exactly. And being a good backup is valuable in this league because quarterbacks are getting hurt left and right. It's plain and simple. It's just happening. So, sure. All right. I'm so many quarterbacks have taken a snap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with y'all, y'all uh, Patriot fans. So. I need you to predict what, from January, you know, when the season ends for you guys, till the draft. What I need one bold prediction, and what and what you want to see happen, uh, this from now to the draft. I'll start with you, Vic. Uh, my bold prediction is that Bill Belichick will be the head coach of the New England Patriots. Okay. In the draft. Okay. Um, what I want to happen is I want the Patriots to draft a quarterback with the second overall pick. And what quarterback would that be for you? I don't give a shit. No, no, this, there's gotta be somebody like, you know what? He fits what we can do in new England very well. You know, you know, we, you know, would be the perfect scenario. Okay. To be honest with you is if we draft Marvin Harrison jr. And then trade back into the first round and draft Jaden Daniels in like like the 10th spot. That's who I want. That's the quarterback I want. It's Jaden Daniels. I think two is too much for him. Maybe, you know, we'll do whatever we can to get both Marvin Harrison Jr. and Jaden da- I think, mark my words, Jaden Daniels would be the best quarterback in this draft. I, I saw a mock draft recent, uh, a couple days ago that they had the Giants picking Jaden Daniels at, at like five or something like that, which for I, me, I would not be happy about that, obviously, because I'm trying to keep all these nice quarterbacks out, out, of, my, out of my division. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously – he won the Heisman, obviously, and you know he played in the SEC. Put not, it up. Not only that, my friend, he ru- he rushed for more yards than yeah. Caleb Williams and Drake May, and yeah. he threw for more yards than 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 uh, Caleb Williams and Drake May. And yeah. he's in the SEC, and he threw for more touchdowns. Yep. This and this man is playing in the SEC, guys. Not a cupcake ACC impact Pac-12 schedule. He's yeah. playing Alabama. He's playing Auburn. He's playing. Florida. He's playing real football teams. And I saw him get his ass beat a few times this year. Like, because he, for whatever reason, he doesn't want to slide. He wants to take the big hit. I don't know what's wrong with him. But for him to be physically able to do this the whole season, you got to give him credit. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, now that makes me think, because, you know, the SEC, you're prepared for the NFL a little bit more just because of the, the, the uh, size and the speed. Those mm-hmm. two alone are, are things that have to translate to the NFL. So I think he's going to have a nice little transition. Now, the thing about quarterback, though, is where you get drafted. So if he gets drafted to the Patriots, right, the way you guys have been running things, do you think he'll be able to overcome just the Patriot <clears throat> way and all that stuff? No, I think we need a new a new offensive coordinator this season. Um, you know, if it, if it ends up being Josh McDaniels, I'm going to fucking blow my brains oh, out. God. Mm-hmm. Um, we need up. We need a young guy. We need a young guy that, that's going to come in there, fresh blood. Um, I don't know what you're shaking your head at, Sandy. I, I mean, if you're going to keep Belichick, you have to get an op- a new offensive coordinator. Bottom line. I mean, Sammy, what do you think? I I don't think it's Bill O'Brien's fault. I think it's Bill Belichick's fault because it's kind of like if you have, I mean, to, to put it in like FIFA terms, right? Like if you got a team full of silvers the fuck are you going to do against a team full of golds you know what i mean like your team is fucking trash so you can only play within a certain way right like he there's there's only so much bill o'brien can call with this offense so i don't think it's 100 percent his fault 
Um, I also think Bill Belichick's in the background pulling the strings, and I think that's the problem. He's got too much power. And at this point, with his track record on not drafting mm. much offensive talent, I give him all the credit in the world for the way the defense looks and the way the defense has looked during his entire tenure here. Uh, but there must, there has to be something to be said about Tom Brady hiding Bill Belichick's deficits on offense. And but it's do you showing think Robert Kraft? Do you think Robert Kraft even notices that though? Because Robert like, Kraft, at Robert the end Kraft, of the day, at the end of the day, his job, you, he needs to be able to tell, hey, Bill, you need to like, and like, how can you tell me that? Like, I want you six Super Bowls. That's if I'm Bill Belichick, that's how I'm saying. I don't care what Tom Brady did. I want you six Super Bowls. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? So, but do you think that has anything to do with it? Yeah, no, 100%. It's going to be tough. Um, I I don't think this is going to be a firing situation. That's why, like, when you sent that that tweet or whatever from whoever the fuck um, saying that Bill Belichick is out, I was like, first of all, it's midseason. The the Patriots aren't going to do that. The Patriots also are very locked with all their information, so nobody's going to find out anything. I will say this guy, he was all in in – uh, back in 2019, when he saw the rift between Tom Brady and and uh, Bill Belichick, yeah, but he that, wrote a whole Tom a whole hundred page, no- <laughs> hundred and fifty page like article about it, and he was kind, he was pretty spot on. So I mean, this is the one guy that I listen to from the Patriots media because he's always I listen to the Rich Eisen show. He's always on the Rich Eisen show, and nah, Tom Curran's the worst dude. Tom Curran hey, sucks. And he's- yeah, but it's he's, like the, he, he's everything he be saying for the most part. I'm like, oh, nah, because what? We because he, he saw something that everybody else saw. No, yeah, fuck him. Like, we okay. saw, we could like, yeah, dude, he's he's the Dan Shaughnessy of, of Patriots yes, writers. Fuck exactly. that, Tom I, I was gonna say the I, same I, exact I, thing, Vic. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's cool. All right, Sammy, let me get your bold prediction and well, one thing you want to see happen between January. Um, and I, I actually I, I like what Vic said. I'm gonna do something a little bit different though. I mean, the quarterback that I want, and I'm just gonna stick with it. I love Michael Penix, so I hope there's a way that we can figure out a way to get him. Obviously, I don't want to trade that far back to pull him yeah. instead of Caleb Williams. If Caleb Williams is available, available, a tr- trade I, back to the third round. Yeah. So, but again, I think realistically we will trade that second or third pick. <laughs> and then probably take Michael Penix because that's what Bill Belichick does. I'm really hoping that Bill Belichick is no longer here and we actually draft properly because this team does need a revamp of talent. Um, unfortunately, I think Bill Belichick's tenure here is over. Um, and just because the, the game has passed him by. has nothing to do with him as, as, a, as a legend or anything like that. The game has just passed him by. He's way too... Um, He's way too proud to change any of his way. He's he's always been that way. Um, now, as far as bold predictions goes, whew, man, um, yeah, I got I got nothing on that front because I'm actually just trying to stay sane during all this. <laughs> Do you, all right, so you think for sure Bill Belichick's not coming back? Correct. So that's your bold prediction. Look at that. How easy that was. All right. From um, uh, Boston or whatever, wherever you guys are, was it? Oh, what, what what city do you actually play in? Foxborough. 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 That's right. From Foxborough down on to uh, to the Meadowlands to Jersey, Mister uh, Jersey, Mister A <laughs> Rod. Uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is activated <laughs> today. <laughs> the floor is yours. He ain't coming back. I heard, but the floor is yours. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I, I'm the asshole that said 14 wins beginning of the season, but who'd have thought in the fourth play he snapped his leg? So, yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, that's I don't that's even know. You. 
I don't even know if y'all would have won with him playing because offensive line is getting quarterbacks hurt. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think there's, um, I think there's a lot going on there. I think there's, there's something going on. Like Woody Johnson is just not a good owner. He hasn't been a good owner uh, since he's bought the Jets. Um, and I, I think he wants to pander to the liking of his team, of the players, like wearing the the Woody chain, paws, the the chain and all diamonds and shit. Um, and trying. It's pretty dope. Yeah, it's pretty dope, but I just don't think he's really in it because I, I know one year he was the liaison for the UK under the Trump administration and he let his brother run the team and it was a shithole. It was a shit show, you know, so I, I just don't think that he's that invested in the team. <clears throat> and I think when he does get something good, he breaks it up way too quick or on the flip side. He put shit together, think like in a panic move because they wanted what was the crazy? I, cra- I can't even remember the fucker's name. The coach we had with the crazy eyes. The, oh the my band. god! Oh, I was Get just him. Adam Gase. Adam Gase. Yeah, we yeah. wanted Adam Gase um, during that that spree where he got hired by the Bears, and the it's Bears true. got him before we did. So when they <laughs> fired him, he immediately hired him, and we saw how bad that was. But because he had a, a, a love affair with this guy that he had to have him as the head coach and it was bad. So, you know, I'm I'm like Sammy at this point. I'm just trying to stay sane because everything that I say, I also remember said last year, Zach Wilson will be the starting quarterback of the New York Jets. I said that on this show. And sure enough, I was right. Four four snaps in, no pun intended. And that's what happened. So um I think my bold prediction, I have two. I really have two. I I have two. Um, One, we find a way to bring Devontae Adams over here and make make it more enticing for Aaron Rodgers. I can also see something happening because we know Aaron Rodgers is this type of player. We know he's this type of player where he does shit. I could see him bouncing. And if he chooses to bounce, they get rid of everybody. It's a whole, it's a whole clean sleep, whole clean sheet in New York. So, I, I I gotta say to your Devontae Adams point, I think part of the reason why he wanted to leave Green Bay is he wanted to be back on the West Coast. Um, and I think the Bay Area, if Coach Pierce is still the coach next year, he's definitely gonna want to stay because. He, they, you can see that the energy is a little bit better. Even the games that they lose, you know, they go from zero points one weekend to Thursday night they were scoring sixty three. Like, and you can just see that they, yeah. they have a good camaraderie there. So yeah. that would be tough for him to to leave because his family wanted to move back. That was think about it. LeBron. LeBron probably wanted to stay in Miami and and get on, you know, get on these little, you know, what I'm saying have some fun. But uh, wifey said we're going back to Cleveland, and he what did he do? He packaged it, went back to Cleveland, <laughs> went to Cleveland. So sometimes you know maybe you that's, know his, his family. That's just, my, that's just I I know that's just my bold prediction, man. Yeah, they, you. you can do you can do Taco Bell commercials in New York, no problem. No, that's, what, that's what, what, what if it, what if it goes the other way? What if what if Rogers goes to? Oh my god! I said, I, I said I said the same thing. I said I on the flip that. side. That's what I said on the flip side. He goes to to Vegas. It's marketable in Vegas. He's very marketable there. And I said he's that type of player that that could happen. So that's my – those are my two, like, 
scenarios this offseason. It, it could either we run it back with the same team and try and re-sign a lot of the guys that we need to bring back. Um, I still see Zach Wilson as the day one starter for some reason. I don't know why. I, I, just, I, can't, I can't get that man out That's of my serious. head. He's never, he ain't coming back. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't. I hope he finds his way. I hope he finds his way to the Eagles. I hope he finds his way to the Patriots. I hope he finds his way to the Bucks and find come on over and be our backup. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? I, I hope you can endure what I did so you can be like, oh yeah, he's trash, and then I can just sit here and be like, I'll put him in the locker room. We'd be rather have the Mac Jones. And then Think about all the quarterbacks that we've taken a chance on for second chances. We do. They always do well during, on their second chance with us. Just keep it a buck. Just keep it a buck. Whatever. I don't. I don't care. Let's see if it happens. I hope it happens for you. But right. what, I, what I want for the draft, just just give me some corn-fed boy from the Midwest. That's all I want. That's all I want is an O lineman. I don't care who it is. If it's Alt, just make him look like uh, what's that guy, Lindbaum for the Ravens. Just make him look like him and pump him out. Throw well. Him over. So, and I, I, let me ask you a question because it's between January and the draft. So, would you prefer? Well, like, is there anybody in free agency that might be coming up that you might be interested in? Because you know that's obviously before the draft. So, anybody that kind of sticks out? I think the roster in itself, if we can bring back a lot of these guys on one years, you know, and and try and run it back, or I, 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 I hear like, Randall Cobb's old ass. <laughs> I don't. I don't. He caught a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I I don't care. Like the the focal point is Garrett Wilson. The focal point should be Brees Hall. So I I I want to believe. I want to believe. I'm. Uh, Daniel Hackett's on a very short leash with me. Man, trust me. If it was me, my bro prediction that his, his ass is gone on January second. But that's what will keep Rodgers. Is that that will keep Rodgers? If he leaves, I I got a feeling Rodgers would leave too. That's I have right. got I have got that gut feel. I've been pretty right about this team so far and everything that I've said. I've been pretty at 14 like fourteen wins though. Huh? <laughs> fourteen wins though. <laughs> yeah, man. Except for that, I mean, nobody saw that shit happening. Come on. Um, but I I don't know. As far as offense, if we could get like another good receiver, um, I just don't know who. I don't know who's available. I would like for them to try and go get Devontae Adams. That would be awesome. But that's just me shooting for the stars at this point because I don't I don't think that he's going to leave. DeAndre Hopkins would probably be like a, a more re, like something that actually makes a little bit more sense because he's available. Like yeah. whether you like it or not, whether the Titans fans like it or not, he is available. So that's somebody you guys try, oh, try the to Titans, the Titan even Derrick Henry isn't safe. He even said it last right. week. Might be right. my last week. Right. Or my last my last time playing in the Titans uniform. So I had him in my parlay, bro. And then I <laughs> That was a rough afternoon. I was like, what's going on? What's going on in this damn in this damn game? So yeah, but all right, all right. All right, let's move on a little bit. So obviously we're in week 16 now of the NFL season. Um, so I shared with these gentlemen uh the the uh AFC and NFC playoff standings as well as who's in the hunt, and kind of just wanted to like spin off a little bit of questions based off of that. So uh right now in the AFC. Baltimore is still holding strong at, at, at the first spot. Um, but what I want to ask is, because, like, you know, that Jacksonville game, you know, obviously, you know, they defensively, they, they played amazing. But, you know, it's like kind of like watching the Eagles earlier this year. Everything, every win didn't feel like, oh, this is a great win. Do y'all get the same feeling from Baltimore where they may be winning, but is it like, 
I don't impress you. <laughs> I don't. I just I just think on the receiving side, like Lamar's making more throws. Um, and you can see him be a little bit more in the in the pocket and throw it or scramble around and then throw it as opposed to using run every time, which I like seeing. It's not as clean and crisp as you want it to be, but that defense, like yeah. they do things. The defense does things. Like but what what the offense, and I'm not trying to compare them, but like what the offense are for the Ravens, I wish the Jets could kind of do that in a way. Like just be kind of like a little lackluster a bit. They're not like flashy. There's nothing crazy going on there. But they make a big play here and there. But it ain't like, you know, Devontae Adams is out there catching the ball for 170 yards or anything like that. OBJ will have a touchdown in 40 yards. And he spreads, yeah. spreads the ball to everybody, which is good. So. What about you, Sammy? What, like, what, what's your, what's your? He's a hater. I mean, my overall. I mean, no, I, they got a big win. It's, it's crazy real. because. Like, what are your eyes telling you? I, I don't trust, and and I, I, this was gonna be my question, but I'm glad it, it. This actually kind of all relates, right? I don't trust every week. I don't trust a single team to get a win other than the San Francisco 49ers. I do Shit. not. I agree. It's crazy. There's no, no other no, no, team no. that I look no, at no. when they go and and play. I'm like. They could fucking lose. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like right. the, the right. Dolphins could lose. You know, like the Chiefs yeah. almost lost to the Patriots. I thought that should have the been Dolphins a blowout. But I was Vic, like, we could Vic. be some some something stupid happen where they blow themselves in the foot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Anyway. That's my I, I don't like the NFL product we have this year. Like the 49ers are like their team on like Madden or whatever. 99 offense, 99 defense, 99 overall. Like, beat us. You know what I mean? Like, they're the all-star team. Because, I mean, I, you know, going into last year and this year, I've been saying the same thing. Like, oh, that's the best team I've seen. That's the best team on paper for sure. Like, they got – what do you need? We got all of that. But – um, Last three years, but got they got no Super Bowls to show too. They got, so. no, they got no Super Bowls to show. You know, they came into the crib. But, you know, we had, to, we had to give them what they got. Broke a couple people's arms and stuff. You know, it's it, – it is what it is, but Vic, um, what, what's your what's your view on the Baltimore Ravens? Well, any team that can throw the ball only twenty four times and still win the ball uh, win by double digits is okay in my book. Uh, the the Baltimore Ravens only passed for uh, what was it one hundred and seventy one hundred and forty five passing yards on the day, with a total of two hundred. That means they had what was it rushing two hundred and. 50-something, 251 yards rushing. Jeez. Lamar Jackson himself had 91 yards rushing. Jeez. This team can beat you in a multiple different ways. They can pass the ball. Zay Flowers down the field. They can run it with Lamar Jackson. They can run it with whoever the fuck's in the backfield that week. It doesn't Maybe. matter. This team this team will beat you. Even with a sack, per, a sack percentage of 11%, they still won by double digits because, <laughs> A, they converted on third down, 5 of 12, 42%, which is better than Jacksonville's three for 13 of 23 percent but they converted in the red zone at least they got 40 percent two out of five in the red zone as opposed to oh for three those are patriots numbers boys <laughs> in the red zone for for the for the jacksonville jaguars and 
<laughs> can we take it? Can we also take it easy on the Jacksonville Jaguars? Because I feel like we're getting to a point, and I hear it all over, you know, podcasts and and even on ESPN that they're just bashing them. And I'm like, come on! Just last year we were like, oh, look at them, and then now we we're holding <laughs> them to like this Dallas Cowboy, New England Patriot standard. Like, oh, they fucking know, suck! Like, they can't yeah. even win a game. You know, you know. You know what the problem is? You know, you know the reason why? Because, and I'm guilty of this too. When when uh, Trevor Lawrence got to Clemson and how he described who he is, like he's going to be the next Peyton Manning or whatever, basically the highest rated player since Peyton Manning. He he's been on the clock ever since. Like he won the championship with Clemson super quick, and now he's like in, in NFL. Like all right, we're trying to see like Trevor. Come on, Trevor. That's why like with just him and Justin Herbert to me are like the two quarterbacks under a lot of pressure right now because a lot of their counterparts. Have already failed, or like. But that's the thing. I feel like I feel like Justin Herbert is getting so much more like, like forgiveness than than Trevor Lawrence. Oh, because come on now. I mean, now that team was a (laughs) dumpster fire, (laughs) dumpster fire, and Jacksonville. As of late, I mean, I mean they've been b- before they've Doug been Peterson. More... The Jaguars were a dumpster fire too. <laughs> That's oh, true, oh. And, and his his rookie year was with uh, was with Urban. Uh, Urban Meyer. Exactly. Like, come on now, it was Urban Meyer. You know that was bad. Come on. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say so. So, just how it stands next week for the Jags, they face off against Tampa Bay, which we will talk about later as a key matchup. But if they lose. Their playoff probability drops to 55%. Currently, they're at 70% to make the playoffs. If they beat Tampa Bay, they have a 90% chance of making the playoffs. So I saw a similar thing with the Falcons, actually. So going into that game against the Panthers, they had a 70% chance of making the playoffs. Coming out of that game, they had like a 10% chance of making the playoffs. Like it dropped so drastically. So, yeah, it's, that's, that's why it's week to week. But... But yeah, you got Baltimore looking good. But speaking of teams that like can only throw what would you say twenty four times and, and win by double digits? Yep. I wanted to talk about the Buffalo Bills because Josh Allen threw for what was it ninety seven yards, like nine to fifteen, and they blew the shit out of the Dallas Cowboys. So my question to you, A. Rob, I'll start with you first. What what was uh what what screamed out to you more? Was it the Buffalo Bills dominance? Or was it the Cowboys' lackluster performance once again on the road, and maybe they just fake tough? Rewind the tape. Listen to what I said. I said Dak's going to have one of those Dak games, and he had one of those Dak games. So it's like he's due. You know, like he's when we're talking about Dak being an MVP. I don't think we've ever said that in a in a sentence before that Dak is like an MVP candidate. I think maybe in the beginning. First three years, maybe, but other words, we've always been poo-pooing on him. Like he's not the guy. He can't get him over the hurdle. And then he uses that, plays great during when they when they're at the crib. He plays great at the crib. When he gets out the crib, it's a whole new world, buddy. So, Sammy, raise your hand. Go ahead. I just I just wanted to say this about the Buffalo Bills, and this is something that I alluded to when when Vic and I were Townie Sports, and I believe I think I think at the time you guys were also on uh, that episode when we talked about the Josh Allen situation, and I said Possible. the Buffalo Bills need to run the ball more. They need to yes. get the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. He can't be throwing the ball thirty five times a game. And what have they yeah. been doing? They've been giving it to um, they've been giving it to the, the running back a lot more. And this was even when they had Singletary. I was saying that. And, and but when Singletary is, when does having, it start? Huh? 
When did they start running the ball more? I think it was when they fire a homeboy. Yes, yes, like two ever or three weeks then, ago. Yeah. Ever since then, they've been running this. Like James Cook has been running cooking. the shit out of the football. James Cook been cooking. But for you That's fantasy people, if you have James Cook right now and they have to fight for a playoff spot, oh my god, you yo you winning the championship, dog. You winning the championship. Just just pay hundred percent. But yeah, a rod. Where were you at? You got, you got I, I just, I just think Buffalo or a Buffalo has kind of figured it out how to go. Like I, I think we, we talked about it last week. We said, are they a sneaky team to make the playoffs? I think they can make the playoffs if they make the, if they make the right adjustment to the offense. And it doesn't have to be all the pressure on Josh Allen all the time because we see it. We see him constantly under pressure, and he makes a bonehead play. Now we know James Cook has fresh legs. He wasn't running the first 13 games of the season, but now all of a sudden, this kind of happened last year too with other running backs. That step, and he stepped up last year too. I forgot who was the starting running back last year, and then they put James Cook, and he was he was taken off end of the season. So maybe that was part of the game plan. I don't think it was. I just think they see take more pressure off of Josh. People are going to hate fantasy because Stefan Diggs isn't going to eat as much, but James Cook is definitely a serviceable running back. So, do you think, and you know, Stefan Diggs is very emotional. Like, do you think at some point he's going to be like, you know, I'm, I'm not here to block? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's, that's the part that's scary because, like, that, they have Dalton Kincaid and he's, a, I mean, he's, he's, he's him, right? You got Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis every four games is amazing. Like, they have, you know, they got some stuff out there. But I know Stephon is trying to be this to block. You that's, know what I mean? So I mean, that's the loser mentality, though. Like I don't. I see. I don't. That doesn't, think, that, that doesn't change the fact because I, I think I don't. I think Stephon. Like a team I, guy. <laughs> I think he is. I, I think he's more of a team guy. I think he just gets upset because they lose games from a, a coin toss or some crazy play at the end of the game where he's got to sit there at the end of the season again and just be looking at the field again and take a picture of it again. I think that's, I think that's what it is. I, I, I want to be on, like, I don't want to put him in the category of a diva. He has diva traits. Stephon? Like, well, yeah. He is a diva. But I don't think he's the kind that's like, I want to leave because I'm not getting the ball enough. He just wants to win because he sees that this team has the potential to be really, really good. Like we all do. So. Sammy, I know you 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 were trying to chime in. What you got? Oh no no no! I I made my okay. case about the Josh Allen and them. You know, finally switching to running the ball a little more, and the team looks a lot better. It looks a lot stronger. Um, I hate the Buffalo Bills. I think Josh Allen's overrated, but this is the secret sauce that they needed. So. And then Vic, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you, but I want you to take it from the Cowboys' pers- uh, perspective because obviously, you know, we know what the Bills are, but the Cowboys once again have one of those games and. <laughs> It's like it's hard to really like to really make what they are. Um, I feel like personally, if they make the playoffs, I mean, when they make the playoffs, depending on like seating and whatever, if they have to go into San Francisco to win a playoff game, they'll get mollywhopped like forty-five to ten. And I just believe that because they don't. To me, they don't really have that the heart or whatever. So, I mean, what do you, from a from a Cowboys perspective, what's your what's your take on on that game and just kind of where they're at uh, realistically? Uh, well, first of all, I just want to say Josh Allen's the most overrated quarterback in the league. <laughs> Second of all, um, I want to say that this game was an anomaly, and it was it, it, the reason why they got uh, Molly Wapped, as you said, uh, KK, is because of poor game game planning 
by the Cowboys staff. If you look at uh, Dak Prescott's yards per attempt, he averaged 3.9 yards per attempt this game. Um, even though that C.D. Lamb had seven receptions and 10 targets, he only had – sorry, I got a piece of mustache in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even though C.D. Lamb got seven receptions uh, from 10 targets, his yards per target were 5.3. That means they were doing short to intermediate passing the whole game, which is not the way you beat the Bills, my guy. You have to go for the jugular. You can beat this team through their secondary. I know that the Bills are one of the best uh, passing defenses in the league, but they have been known to give up the big play. This is this is a chance. Uh, this was bad game planning by the Cowboys, which led to a blowout by the Buffalo Bills. Also, it doesn't help that the Cowboys are, were playing at Buffalo, which is, uh, you know, uh, different from a dome stadium in Texas. Exactly. And that's the problem that I have with that. Like, how is he going – how is he – he realistically think that he's going to go go on and win the Super Bowl and you can't play the other other places as well as you play when you're at home when, to, you to, know. to be to be fair Dak Prescott comp- completed three times more more passes than than Josh Allen this game yeah because they were down the whole game they had to throw the ball they can't run the ball anymore right which is which goes back to my point the fact that he completed 21 passes and only threw for 134 yards is yeah. unlike Dak and unlike the Cowboys offense so my blame is going squarely on the coaching uh, on the coach's shoulders here Mike McCarthy um again I just want to know where he was during January 6th <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Dak, Dak, Dak's been doing that shit though. Like before last year, before Kellen Moore came there, before like all his games were like 198 passing yards, 202 passing yards. Well, he's just regressing back to who he really is. Beat up on the little on the on the little teams like the Carolina Panthers and all that. And then when you got to play a big dog, you know you 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 hide your tail. You know what I mean? That so that's just how I see it. But you know I could be wrong. But uh, but I mean, but can, can I can I give you the inverse of yeah. that? So let me give you the inverse of that. As I said before, uh, Dak's, Dak's average was around three yards per attempt. Against the Eagles, sorry, KK, to bring this up, his average yards per attempt were 6.9. He can be he completed only three more passes but uh, than he did against the uh, uh, against um, the Bills, but still threw for over 100 more yards. So, I mean, that, that's in my opinion, that's got to be game plan. I'm, I'm not putting this on Dak. But, but. As an Eagles fan, as you can see, the last play of the game against the Seahawks, if you want to beat us deep, you will beat us deep. If you want to beat us in the middle, you'll beat us in the middle. So, like, that, I mean, like a 12 year old playing Madden can figure that shit out. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, we're going to beat these people deep. You know what I mean? So, this is, you know, Mike, again, I'm not really a fan of Mike McCarthy like that. um, Because I was, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers. I'm a human and during that time, the fact I feel like he was he was doing him a disservice. So again, looking at Dak Prescott, you know, we want him to we everyone has this expectation of him, but like is he is Mike McCarthy really the best I don't know. I could I mean I could be wrong, but I don't know how I feel about uh that situation. But moving on uh to some more local local news, uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went into Green Bay, Wisconsin. And shake and bake 
went out there and had himself a 158.3 passer rating. So um, I will start with you, A-Rod. Was that, did, what did we learn more about that game? Because a couple of weeks ago, we were all like writing, talking about how much we, you know, we, we messed with Green Bay. And mm. since then, they've let us, they made us look like, like idiots, right? So what did we learn from that game? Was it more of like, you know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their dominance and how they played that game? Or just Green Bay just, maybe we, we was just, we was wrong. I think Green Bay is trending in the right way. I just think they're super young and they it's going to take a couple years until we're <clears throat> until they're as dominant as they used to be, but I I still think they're relatively young and maybe maybe um State Farm called Baker Mayfield and like, "Hey, we want to make one last commercial with you." And he he felt some type of way, who knows. So, uh Baker's hot and cold. Like he's had good games and he's had bad games this this year, so I don't know. It's just it's just the NFL, like Sammy said. Anybody can get beat. We can. So, team is that? And well, listen. What makes more? Which which one would you side with more? How good the Bucks looked and how they could be, or we're too, we're just a little bit too early on Green Bay. We're right? a little bit too early on Green Bay. Okay. We're a little bit too early on Green Bay. I feel like those teams match up like fine in a way. Okay. Like it should have been closer than that, but. Okay. All right. What about you, Sammy? Yeah, I, I I agree with A-Rod. I, I think we're just a little bit too early with Green Bay, and then we also tend to forget, yeah, Baker Mayfield does have these games where he blows up, so that's kind of the thing. Like, he's an NFL quarterback. He he can do this. You know what I mean? He's done this before. Um, but I also say look at the other side of the football with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, they're going to blitz the shit out of you. You have a rookie or a young quarterback. You got a coach that likes to blitz. He's going to bring the pressure, right? So, And when it came down to it, the Green Bay Packers could get, get it done, and the Bucs did in the long run. So, I mean, thankfully, you know, when you look at the stat line, there was not a lot of mistakes made um, by the Packers in a sense of turnovers. I mean, they both fumbled um, and lost the ball. But, I mean, from an interception perspective, I, I think it was just good game planning by the Bucks. Um, and then, yeah, the Packers, they're, they're trending in the right direction. But, um, yeah, we're just a little bit too early on them. All right, cool, cool. Vic, what you got? Well, you know, KK, they say that this game is about Jims and Joes and not X's and O's. But I, I have something for you, my friend. If yeah. you were if you were to hide this score and just look at the numbers, it makes no sense that the Buccaneers won. The 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 the, the Green Bay Packers outpossessed the, the outpossessed the Buccaneers. They outsacked the Buccaneers five to three. They tied in the turnover possession, but what it really comes down to is in the red zone. The the Buccaneers were able to convert two of their four attempts, whereas the Green Bay Packers were not able to convert that last attempt, that fifth attempt that I feel like really would have put them over the edge. So if you look at if you look at the numbers, right, 30, 30 minutes to twenty nine for the uh, in favor of the Packers, uh, fifty eight offensive plays to sixty offensive plays in favor of the Bucks. Where the real disparity, ha- disparage, disparagement, where the real fucking difference is, where the real fucking difference is, is on offensive yards. The Bucks outgained the shit out of the Packers, 452 yards to 321. As I said, it comes down to the Jims and Joes, not the X's and O's. Baker Mayfield had a day, my friend. And he got. I mean, if we look at the receivers. He's talking about like youth, right? Like. We've been saying, you know, the Packers are a little bit too, you know, we're a little too early. All their mm-hmm. best players, uh, like as far as like receivers, 
They're all uh, even their quarterback. They're uh, three years in the league max. Mm-hmm. Like all those all those receivers are rookies or sophomores. Like it's a very, tight ends. All of them rookies or sophomores. So it's I, like I don't I don't even feel like it's an issue of them being young or not. I think they they simply just got outplayed by Baker Mayfield, who went out of his fucking mind. But, Guys, this man this man threw four touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah. Threw for 381 yards, averaged 13.6 yards per attempt. Uh, didn't we just get done talking about a game where the average yards per attempt was under five? Yeah. Guys, we're talking about 13 now yeah. from Baker Mayfield. This guy was slinging it. But nothing can be done. But Vic, Nothing can be done. I, I think also there's some credit that has to be given to Baker Mayfield on the season he's had. Do you, do you have... Baker Mayfield stats for the season in front of you. He's no, 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 no. And let me please let me let me reiterate this. Fuck Baker Mayfield. Um, <laughs> I just want that to be known. I I am I am in no way a fan of Baker Mayfield, nor am I supporting him as a human being. But he had a day, and 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 as for those numbers for you, Sammy, he's averaging. He has uh, three hundred and three thousand. 316 yards uh, on the season. That's 13th in the NFL. 24 touchdown passes. That's tied for eighth. And eight interceptions tied for 16th in the NFL. So, yeah, he's having a pretty good season. I'd say, uh, you know, as much as you would like for a one-year rental, that's pretty fucking good. I mean, at this point, is it only going to be a rental? Like They're playing too well to get the quarterback that they're going to want in the draft. So That's he true. Might- he might be getting a long-term deal over there. He's, he, he's only 28. KK, he's only 28. And, I mean, like, we, we've seen the Bucks before. Like, they've been getting Super Bowls with, oh, Trent Dilfer needs to save his career. Here you go. Uh, here, here you go, Brad Johnson. Oh, Tom Brady's here, and he's old. And Oh, no, Jameis Winston. Tom Brady's old dad comes with him in the Super Bowl. And now Tom Brady stays longer than he needs to, and somehow they get Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield, to me, you don't get drafted number one overall unless they see something in you. There's something about you that they felt you have number one potential, right? So to me, I, I think he could, you know, the way he plays football, I actually enjoy it. Like, I, I do like his tenacity, um, you know, the way he, he he's going to go for the extra yard. Like, he's doing shit that Tom Brady last, last year specifically, where he was just over it, would never do. And that's why like, they're winning some of these games that they would have lost last year. But, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I don't know, man. It's, it's hard. It's hard. Like, I felt so confident about Green Bay, but they're young. But my question, Vic, I'm going to ask you, like, do you think Tampa Bay can be dangerous enough to, like, do something? Uh, I mean, they, no. have a, they have a championship. Can uh, we ignore the NFC South? Just, just completely. <laughs> they're making it interesting. They're making it interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if, 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 if we're looking at if we're looking at the playoff probability for next week, as we talked about the Jags versus the Bucks, feels like a loser goes home situation. I'm I'm gonna wait to talk about it when the time comes. But uh, I, I already talked about the Jags. I'm going to talk about the Bucks. If the Bucks lose, they have a 60% chance of making the playoffs. They currently sit at 74% chance. If they win, they have an 85% chance to make the playoffs. Okay. Hey, Rod, what's, what's, like what's your line. favorite saying about the NFC South? What are they like? The foam noodle fight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, though, that ass, when the Falcons lost to the Panthers, I was like, yep. And I was right again, bro. This he had the, he had, they had the bigger foam noodle that day. This shit don't make no sense. Though. <laughs> All right. Now, keeping it at NFC, I'm going to you, A-Rod, on this one because your, your, your team, Dan Campbell, 
you know, we, you know, we were spending all season talking about the 49ers, the Eagles, and the Cowboys, and that's been the focus. Meanwhile, the Lions put a thump in on, on, on Russell Wilson on Saturday. I, I was at a Christmas party watching that game, and I was getting a little slizzy on the sangria and stuff, so you know, it was hitting me, but I was like, golly, man, like the Lions look good. This so, man just said slizzy on the what, sangria. <laughs> I was slizzy. I was a little slizzy it on the sangria. Yeah, it last time I drank sangria, I ended up crying in the, in the bathtub. I was about to cry too. Cause I was like, "Damn, they look pretty good." I don't know if we could beat. Yeah, saying Green will fuck you up. <laughs> so, hey, so, Rod, uh, what, what you thinking about your about your Lions over there? I, I like what they're doing. They're you win some, you lose some. It's it's just the nature of the beast. There's some games you play bad, but they play a lot of good games. I, I think they they're a respectable team to talk about. Top four in the NFC. So, all right, no, no, no. Respectable is one thing. Can they make noise? It's like Philadelphia being number four every year, just because we, just for Boston, Milwaukee, or Brooklyn to beat us. You know what I mean? So, like, how, like, how do you think they can make some noise and not be like a second round exit? Or you think they can do? Something? I don't. I don't think they can go to the Super Bowl. The NFC Championship to me is tough because of the the top two teams that are there. Still not counting Philly out. Like I, I, I think they're honestly playing possum in my books. Nope. I think there's something. Nah, you just you got a three game losing streak, bro. Just chill out with that. I still got trust in the Eagles, but I, I think, I think they can at least win a playoff game. I think they can win a playoff game, which which will be good for them because it shows they're trending in the right direction. They went to the playoffs last year. Um, I don't remember if they won. Did they win? No, I think they lost. Right. Yeah, they haven't won a playoff game in some time. Yeah. I think it's just 91? Yeah. Or yeah, 90, they, yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think this year they can do it with the roster that they've compiled and put together. It's a, It looks good on paper. Um, just pray it's at the crib. <laughs> just pray well, that, I mean, the they're going to win the division, so the, for the wild card weekend, it will be at the crib. More than likely, the, uh, I mean, how, how are they ranked right now? They're oh, the third. Yeah, so more if if it's like, and I actually have this mixed up. The Cowboys hold the number two seed, uh, so if it's the Cowboys versus the Lions, they'd be playing in Dak Prescott's house, and you know how he plays in his house, so you know that that, that could be the problem. But they're my toys. <laughs> but we'll see, we'll see. I mean, I, I do like what what Detroit is doing. Um, you know, I feel like they, you know it's, they really showed me something. But Sammy, because they played the Broncos, so like. And it's kind of similar to the last question I had because were we because we were cheering up the Broncos a couple weeks ago. We're like, yeah, here, here, here we go, and now they kind of fall flat in the face a little bit. So, like, are we just were we just a little too happy and, and geeky about the about the Broncos or man, the Lions are are, are they're, they're like that? No, I think the, I think that actually the Broncos lost that game more than the Lions won. Um, I've been really down on the Lions the last few weeks, um, mostly because I just see what that Jared Goff is capable of shitting his pants still um, very, very frequently, especially in kind of some of those, you know, tougher, tougher games. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I want to see a little bit more from the Detroit Lions, but I think I'm off that bandwagon now. Um, and I think I think the Broncos just lost that. I mean, I think they came down to earth. You know what I mean? What about what? What do you think they're missing? The Broncos? No, the Lions. Like what? what what's that give you that uh, they don't have what? experience yeah i just the just the youth of i mean i mean jared goff's not young but i don't know there's just something that's just he just gives off this this like this deer in headlights look like when when the lights are bright 
when when yeah. the game's on the line you know what i mean i just i don't i don't feel like i can trust that you know and we're getting to that point in the season where we have to look at a lot of these teams in that light right because once the playoffs come you're one and done bro you don't have next week to look forward to um so yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. kind of my opinion on 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 um on the lions I, I think he's kind of been exposed i think dan campbell hid hid a lot of his um deficiencies early on in the season and then kind of when you got to open up the playbook a little bit more when teams kind of know some of your tendencies um and i think they also got to use that running back more man i mean let that boy cook bro let yeah that... those running those two those two man they, they that's and i mean a-rod was Jameer all Gibbs, sorry i was like yeah. i was like there's no way montgomery gonna work over here like what what, what what is what are we doing here but yo that's a remember like the carolina panthers when they had slash and dash like it's it's I mean, this dude Jameer Gibbs. Every time he touches the ball, I'm like, yo, he gonna go 80 yards. <laughs> he just has that type of ability. Um, but um, Sammy, are the Lions that good, or are the Broncos just, man, we're just early on them? I think he. Uh, you My meant bad, Vic, not right? Sammy. Vic, 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 Vic. Huh? Vic, nah. you. <laughs> nah, 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 I'm just messing around. Um, for the sake of time, uh, no, uh, the, the, the uh, Lions are good, but also the, the the Broncos aren't bad either. If we look at their next two matchups, they're favored by uh, six and a half in the, in, in the next two. Um, and I believe uh, they still have a, a chance to make the playoffs. If It's a very slim chance, but, um, you know, they're currently sitting at 22%. If they win uh today against the patriots or today uh this week against the patriots that jumps up to 31 percent. i know not a great chance but they have a chance yeah so you're telling me there's a chance are you telling me there's a chance there's definitely a chance the only team in the afc that's clinched a a spot is the ravens as opposed to the uh, nfc where you have the 49ers the cowboys and the eagles all clinched all right so i want to get to the i want to get to our key matchups and i i wanted to talk about the coaches but there's only one coach that we care about on this show right now because we've been asking for it for this all season. Brandon Thank Staley you. is finally out the building. Hey, Rod, you got your wish. Thank God. Christmas is good. <laughs> Bro, but like, question. Because my, my the, the real reason why I wanted to talk about all the other coaching vacancies is because if you look at the Chargers situation right now, is that a coaching job that people should want? Because you, you yeah. got the quarterback. You got the quarterback, but like, I don't know. It's like a lot of misfit toys, like you, like you like to uh, allude to. Like, I mean, was, is that a job you would want as a coach? Bill Belichick. Oh yeah, whoever this job is, here's your word of the day: bequeathed to. Um, <laughs> then yes, you want that job. You really want that job. It's it's got all the right parts. I just I just don't think they want to play for that guy. I think they can see the shit show that Hear was going out. there, and they want to give a hundred percent. Hear me out. Bill Belichick. What? Goes to the Los Angeles Chargers, right? He gets to go, you know, to LA. He's always wanted to just, you know, kind of chill out in the sun and all that stuff. You always see him in the summertime or even during the draft. He's got his like, you know, he's like his, his, uh, what is it called? His Hawaiian shirt on. He's chilling, whatever. So he's close. He's close to the West Coast. He's got a great quarterback already or a really good young quarterback he can, he can train. And he knows that this defense is complete trash. So he can just rebuild that defense. Doesn't have to touch the <laughs> offense at all. Oh, that Kyle Van Dorn's there, and he Kyle can Van and he can get and he can get those wins and break the record with the Los Angeles Chargers, and he can go off into the sunset in L.A. Listen, hey, he'd also be in the, like the hardest division in football because you have to play the Kansas City Chiefs two years in a row or two two uh, two times a year. Listen, listen, listen! I just pulled up the over the cap dot uh, slash calorie uh, calorie salary uh, for the Los Angeles Chargers. 
2024, the team cap space is negative $42 million. So they're going to have to cut a lot of dead weight and then a lot of talent on top Who of that. Who better to save you money than Bill Belichick? He's going to get rid of Keenan Allen. He's going to get rid of uh, – uh, he should get rid of uh, Quentin Johnson. He's a he's a bust. <laughs> uh, but they're gonna get rid because they, they can't afford a lot of these players. Like I I don't know if this is the job I want to go. I want to I want to take over. I mean, what, what do you think about it, Vic? Um, you know, I'll be honest with you. I don't think whoever whoever coaches this team, they're cursed to always be a first round <laughs> playoff exit. You know. They're cursed to have Philip Rivers, Dan Fouts over and over and over and over again, just with different names. Justin Herbert this time. It was Philip Rivers before, Dan Fouts before him. This team is fucking cursed. And technically, they had Drew Brees, too. You know what I mean? Like they they did have Drew Brees. They had yep. Drew Brees, too. So. And, and guess what? They were and, the first round exit. And they had Ryan Leaf, who was supposed to be that guy, but. You know, <laughs> you know. I just I don't, I don't feel bad not for a franchise guy. that continues. Yeah. It's terrible. Well, when you think about it, you're right. They they it's not like they're just completely missing on the quarterback department. Like they oh. they put them in place. Like yo, we should have like a dynasty type of situation here. But I don't know. Yeah, I feel like they gave what? up on Marty Schottenheimer. They should never yeah, get on him. That was the guy. That it's was just, the curse. It just don't be making sense. But I right, and and for me, just yeah, you know, I wouldn't want the job. So I'm gonna just leave it there. So. Recap, A-Rock, what, how did last weekend go? Boys, it was a five-win day for me, so I am the winner. Wow. Sweet. Five to me, four to KK, one to Vic. If you would have kept uh, Detroit instead of switching to Denver, you would have had two. Sammy got two. Uh, total on the year, KK's got five. I got six now. Oh, hell no. Big four, Sammy three. Hell no to the no, no. I need you to step it up, man. Let All me right. Take- All right, whatever. Um, let's go into next. Let's go into um uh, the games that we got coming up. Um, do I got it? Yeah, I got it. I got it. So, Sammy, take it away. What we got? All right. So we got the key matchups for Week 16. So the first game we got on the docket, the New Orleans. Saints at the Los Angeles Rams. So you got the Rams favored by four. The over-under is 46. So who wants to go first? Vic, Vic, you take the you take the reins from here on out. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I'm crying. All right. Paid for TV. Hey. Nah, nah, nah. So uh guys, uh, we have the seven and seven Saints versus the seven and seven Los Angeles Rams. Uh, the Rams eight five and one against the spread. Where you have the Saints four nine and one against the spread. Uh, Saints are the underdog plus four. It looks like uh, Vegas loves. Uh, I'm sorry, the public loves uh, the Rams. Eighty one percent of the cash, ninety one percent of the tickets on the Ravens. Give me the NFL's seventh best defense against the. Seventh best offense. Ooh. I'm gonna take the New Orleans Saints on the road against the Rams. Ooh, and and, and we do have playoff implications as well, gentlemen. If you like, that's why like all these games are important. All these games are all for playoff implications. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's that's my that's my line. That's my like. Hey, Rod. Uh, I'm going Rams. 
So remember that game back in 2000, uh, what was it, 18, when New Orleans played the Rams to, for the chance to go to the Super Bowl and the pass interference happened that mm-hmm. cost the Saints from making it to the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Give me the Saints. They pissed. This is their chance to, like, go break some shit. You know what I'm saying? Break stuff. Yeah, give me the Saints. <laughs> give me the Rams. All right, so the second game we got, we got the Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. So we got the Browns are favored by a mere two and a half. The over-under is 40 and a half. Vic. All right, boys, we'll circle the wagons this time, not for the Bills, but for our, ten, uh, our Texans at eight and six, seven and seven against the spread. Eight, five, and one are the Browns who come into town, nine and five overall in the season. 75% of the cash, 78% of the tickets are on the uh, are on the Texans plus two and a half at home with CJ Stroud back at the helm. Give me the Texans at home. He is not back at the helm just versus yet. the Browns. He's not back at the helm just yet. No, nope. he's, st- he's still listed as questionable. No, I don't have him. I don't have him on the injury report here, KK. According to Pro Football Focus, an hour ago, I just said I just saw CJ Stroud still missing from practice. That was an hour ago so, uh, by CBSSports.com. Oh, fuck uh, CBS Sports. Are you sure you want to stick with the uh, with the Texans? Yes. Okay. All right. Plus two and a half, 100%. And, 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 if you, and if you look at Vegas, right, we got uh, uh, 48% of the mo- 48% of the cash, 49% of the tickets on the money line towards the Texans. That's interesting, mainly because, uh, you know, it's an underdog. Typically, you don't see that in line. The, the money line go like that, go that close. Uh, and I'm, if, I, if I'm looking at the spread here, it looks like it opened. Pause. At. Wow, surprise, surprise. It opened at Houston minus two and got all the way to Houston plus two and a half. Wow. Wow. They know that is, something. That's, that's interesting. I'm taking Cleveland, just so you know. So Joe I'm going gonna, gonna to take Houston. Joe Flacco, he's back, bro. He's back. Uh, that's that's what I got. Joe Flacco. I'm going Cleveland too. Yeah, All give right. me the Browns. Yeah, low wolf. Wow. Okay, you guys low wolf. Suck. <laughs> All right, so we got the battle for Florida. We got the Florida. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We got the, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers favored by one. Uh, over under is <laughs> forty two and a half. Um, Vic. All right, guys, it's a battle of the sunshine and the sandals here in Florida. Bucks versus Jags, eight and six against the spread. Jags versus the nine and five Buccaneers, uh, who are favored at home, minus one. 40% of the cash, 41% of the tickets are in the Bucks uh, as the favorite. Uh, guys, I there's no key injuries here. I don't see other than Trevor Lawrence, who's listed as questionable with a head injury. Uh, you know, I don't remember the last time I got listed questionable with anything uh, to do with head. Um, but uh, um, uh, give me the Buccaneers at home. <laughs> we get, we gonna get canceled, y'all. Right. <laughs> now Buccaneers. All right, Sammy, what you got? <laughs> uh, give me the Jags. I don't like Baker two weeks in a row. Hey, right. Uh, I'm, I'm on. I'm on that wagon too. I don't like Baker two weeks in a row. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars, bro, bro. I really want to pick Jacksonville. I really do, but they, they, they something's wrong. I'm taking Tampa Bay at home. I'm taking Thank Tampa you. Bay at home. 
All right. So one of the biggest games of the weekend. We one of the two biggest games, I think, of the weekend. We got the Dallas Cowboys at the Miami Dolphins. Wow. Miami is favored by one and a half. The over under is forty nine and a half. That's interesting. Mm. Vic. All righty, Sammy. So we got the Cubans versus the Mexicans here. Uh, Cowboys versus the Dolphins. Um, and if you're looking at uh, at the teams uh, side by side, we got a eighth ranked defense versus the fourth ranked offense, and the fourth ranked defense in the Cowboys <laughs> versus the second ranked <laughs> offense in the in the uh, Miami Dolphins. We got 75% of the cash and only 40% of the tickets on the Cowboys plus one and a half on the road. With that being said, giving me the nine and five Dolphins against the spread uh, against uh, the Cowboys at home. Ooh. Yes, that was great. <laughs> Very well done. Very well. That was terrific. <laughs> it was sensational. Uh, sensational. The, the game is at Miami. Yeah, give me the Dolphins. Three oh five, baby. Give me the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, okay, Bobby. Oh, I want to pick my. I want to pick my people, but I I just got a feeling for some reason. I got a gut feeling the Mexicans oh, are gonna come. <laughs> <laughs> I got a feeling the the Alamo's coming, baby. <laughs> hey Rod, if you do it, I do it too. I'm doing Dallas only for the fact that, bro. If you watch this this Hard Knock show, it gets you riled up for them, and bro, something bro. happens. I can't something do it, happens. bro. I just can't do it. It's a great can't show. It's a great show. I love. I, I let me say, I love. I love the Dolphins this year. Oh wow! Give me the Cowboys. I do. I love. I I love Mike McDaniel. I think he's the coolest dude in town. I, I I do too. He's on the spectrum, but I, I like him. Yeah. Yo, my my. All I can say is my wife. My wife hates him. She's like she thinks yeah. he's like very weird and just acts like he knows weird. it all. But at the same time, like I don't know. She she gets like a bad vibe from him. <laughs> all right. Sammy, so got? last game we got another great oh, game. Sammy, who'd you pick? I just I'm a Dolphins hater. Um, the last game we got we got the Baltimore Ravens at the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers favored by five and a half. The over under is 47. Oh, you see what I mean? You see what I mean? Does not surprise oh, me at all. You got the number one ranked defense versus the number uh, versus the number fifth. I'm sorry, the number one ranked offense and the number one ranked defense against the fifth and eighth ranked defense and offense respectively for the Ravens. Uh, nine and five against the spread Ravens versus the eight, five and one against the spread 49ers. Uh, as Sammy said, they are favored by minus one and a half at home. The, 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 um, the 49ers, blah, blah, blah. you got 54% of the cash, 41% of the tickets on the Ravens. With that being said, you also have East coast team going West, even though it is a late start. I don't like how the Ravens are feeling away from home. Give me the 49ers at home. Against the Ravens. Damn, you know, my first question, my first thing, this could be a Super Bowl, so yeah. <laughs> it literally could be the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. So. Harbaugh Bowl 2.0. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh shit, you're right, you're right. Except no Harbaugh on the other side. Yeah, 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 but he'll 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 be on the NFL sideline by January yeah. or February. I can tell you that. But anyway, uh, damn, I, 49ers. Give me the Niners. Oh, I'm gonna be lone wolf on this one. Give me Baltimore. Sammy, you remember what you said earlier? They're the only team in the NFL that you look at like, and yeah, they gonna win. Like the only confident. Like, 
the only confident one I can be. <laughs> All right. We're locked. Hey, all right, NBA, National Basketball Association, a uh, little roundtable, a little roundtable action kind of just discussing the first few months of the season. There's been a lot of different things that have happened, and uh, we're about to get to the Christmas time, which is when the NBA really starts. So I'm going to start with you, A-Rod. Who has been the most impact, impactful offseason addition? Uh, There's only one Maybe answer. draft or free agency or whatever. Um... He won't say it, but he knows he knows what's right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. That's that's mine. Chris Stapps and Drew Holiday, but y'all can't run on the road though. Y'all gotta fix that. But go ahead, Rod. <laughs> I mean, I, I like that. I, I I think all the respectable teams that are up there made the right move, except for the Timberwolves. They haven't done anything. They just have the same roster they rolled out there, pretty much. They have the best record in the league. <laughs> I know they just they just paid all their centers big money and three of them. So, um. I don't know. I, I like Boston's. I like Boston's, and I like Milwaukee's moves. I think those two are respectable for me. Oh, quit it. You just hate Dame. Shut I'm up. Put, I'm going to do it again, bro. I'm going to post the video. Yeah, trying to hear Dame Go ahead, missing Sammy. Rick shots. Like, not Go ahead, defense. Sammy. Go ahead, Sammy. You ain't trying to hear it. What's up? No, Drew Holiday. That I mean, it, it's night and day just for me. I mean, yes, Kirstops changes the game and stuff like that. I don't want to be super obvious, but I think the way – Drew Holiday runs the offense. It's night and day from him and Marcus Smart. It's just night and day. That, that fool cost me money yesterday on my prize picks, dog. Yeah. Jesus, you fiend. <laughs> Don't buy on, Hold on, hold on. Let him cook. <laughs> he has 17 and a half points and assists. And I was like, hey, you get that. But he has zero assists. How you a point guard, you get zero assists in the basketball game, dog. Come on, dog. Yeah, I, I, that's pretty terrible. Uh, I, I, I can't disagree with you there, yeah. uh, Sammy. I, I I I agree with your premise, but I don't agree with your execution. I give me Kristaps Porzingis uh, as as the number one uh, off season get. I mean, you just see the difference in the Celtics when they have him on the court. Even though they have been lucky getting uh, Kada and and uh, Hauser and uh, Pritchard going, uh, when when Kristaps is on the court, it's a different it's a different ball game. It's a different team. So, on the flip side, uh, Vic, I'm going to stick with you. What is not going well in Phoenix? Because, you know, this is – I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of injury and stuff like that. But Wait, wait. Hold on. Before you ask that question, I, I, I saw this today, and I was like, huh, are the Clippers on an eight-game win streak? Oh, my God. Here he goes. <laughs> here he goes. Yeah, but I just Clippers wanted, are I just ass. I just want to ask. Here he goes. But continue. Here he goes. Continue. Continue, KK. Yeah, but they play ass teams, Sammy. Well, you got to play hey, teams. You play to win the game. Exactly. Hello. Exactly. You got to beat ass. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, what, what's, what's <laughs> all right? No, on top because James Harden is technically um, in, in addition, right? So he's over in the in the Clippers now. So what's now for you, Sammy? What's not working well in LA? That's not translating to what's going on in Phoenix. Oh, I'll be 100% honest. I have no idea. <laughs> I just I just saw that they were on an eight-game win streak. I don't stay up that late to watch those games. I will be, trust me, but I haven't okay. in the last couple of weeks. My bad. Hey, Ron, I know you plugged in. No, Vic, I know you plugged in. Either one of you. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I mean, one of the one of the additions, quote unquote, additions doesn't fucking play, so that doesn't really help very much in Ooh. in Phoenix. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like people forget that that they traded for Bradley Beal. <laughs> That's a crazy thing. You but he's I mean? played some games. It's just 
Do we just, are we just supposed to assume that he's not going to get he's not going to be injured all year because he's been injured the last couple years of his, of his career? No, and that, I think that's why everybody was so not hot on this trade, and everybody thought, oh, this is a bad fucking trade. Yeah. Uh, everybody except for Phoenix, who for some reason gave up a lot of talent and gave up DeAndre Ayton, who I thought was a great piece of this team, um, even though he wasn't the quote unquote yeah. star. That 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 they wanted him to be, he was he fit his role correctly, and I don't care if he was sad or that's not why you trade somebody. And I think they really hindered this team's ability to go deep in the playoffs by getting rid of Aiton. And, and you know, even on top of that, he was just somebody else to throw at at Jokic, right? Um, in the in the postseason, so it just shows. You know, it shows how stupid and 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 short sighted the Phoenix uh, ownership slash uh, GM group is. Um, you know, so shame on, shame on them. Look at the head coach too, Frank Vogel. He's just a puppet. So like, yeah, hundred percent. Hey, Rod, you can be more correct. Fucking help out there, man. Uh-huh, guys, I gotta go out there and play. Like, uh-huh. like yeah, but, and and whoever trade and, and I, you know, nobody more than me didn't want to trade for Bradley Beal. Does that make sense? Nobody and I think Bradley Beal's a nice guy, but yeah. if 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 the if the Celtics would have traded for Bradley Beal, I would have put a fucking gun in my mouth and pulled the trigger. <laughs> because because John, I, Morant. John Morant would have put the gun. I, yeah, I would, I would have called John Morant and said, hey bro, I need a gun. And um, Draymond for backup. <laughs> yeah, and I'll just say, hey Draymond, you pull the trigger, brother. Go ahead. Um no, but he, I mean, look at Bradley Beal's stats in the season. 14.7 14, 14, uh, points per game, 3.3 rebounds, only 3.2 assists per game. When your two primary ball handlers, uh, Devin Booker and Bradley Beal, are averaging under five assists per game, that's not a good look for you. Um, granted, Bradley Beal's only played six games this season. But still, I, I think he's an incredibly talented player and even better person. But I just don't see how he fits with this team. Listen, I think I think it all comes down to when you form these big threes is you get the right guys in there. And I feel like those three guys aren't it. And I'm sorry. Like, I respect Kevin Durant's game. I know I have a vendetta against him. I just don't see him as a guy that you can form a nucleus with. He has to be a guy that you just go out and trade for and bring him into something that's successful because he ain't going to be able to do it. I just feel like if it's not going Kevin's way – Frank Vogel ain't gonna talk sense. And Frank Vogel's just a puppet. Like he's gonna bounce. He's gonna be like, yeah, this but wasn't. Kevin, you know, he don't get involved with all that shit. He just, I'm just here to play basketball. That, that's Kevin Durant. So that's like, why I like Kevin Durant. He's just yeah. there to hoop, dude. Yeah, like you, it, it's, it's nice. It's refreshing to have those kind of people in the league. Still, like you know, like whatever. I'm just trying to play basketball. So, I mean, I mean, what can you tell him? He don't give a shit. He's trying to play basketball. Though. That's basically it. I don't know, but. But yeah, I think the era of big threes is dead anyway. And I mean, like realistically, the only big threes that worked was was Miami and like Golden State. If you want to be honest, like those are the only big threes that even did anything. So, well, don't uh, forget the original big three. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about 2010 on. 2010 on. Yeah, trust me, because you were the only big three in the league at the time. Then everyone caught on, like, yeah, that's what we need to go do. And then it's reversing back to team basketball, but. Um, moving on, moving on. Um, and we talked about this, I think, a week or two ago. Um, between the Magic, Thunder, and T Wolves, T Wolves have the best record at 20 and 20, 20 and 5. Thunder's doing well, Magic's doing well. Um, Vic, out of those three teams, whose hot start is going to be the most sustainable? 
I'm wondering. I'm wondering why the the Houston Rockets are on your list, KK. Because they don't. Um, they haven't won a game on the road. No, no respect. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, those three teams. I mean, we're talking about like three different levels, right? The throw the Rockets. Are, throw the Rockets in there. What did I tell you about Shangoon, bro? What did I well, tell you? About? No, Shangoon's always yeah. been good. I, yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a KLC guy. I've been, known, I've been known about Shangoon. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, but but let's, so let's look at it in tiers, right? So you got the T Wolves who are achieving it like a monumental run, and then you got the the Magic down here who are just I would say living up to their expectations. This is what I expected from the Magic this year, to be honest with you. I think the the Timberwolves are an incredible surprise. I think if I were to choose one of these three teams to sustain it. I'm going to go with your Orlando Magic because I'm a homer. So, and for me, I actually surprisingly went with OKC. OKC is a great pick, too. Because they have all their pieces exactly how they want them. Like, we don't, I don't look at OKC like, man, they could use a X, Y, and Z. Like, to me, mm-hmm. if they all play to the best of their ability, they can make, they can do something. And then as they get older and grow, to me, like, they're going to be consistently good for a while, whereas I look at Minnesota and like they're gonna try to overachieve early on, and then be a first round exit somehow. Like they like like you, we we see those teams historically that just put so much effort into the regular season, uh, like Dallas back like when they lost to the we uh, we believe Warriors. Like they put a <laughs> lot of stock into that regular season so that so that Nowitzki um, can get his MVP, which he achieved. And then they got knocked well, out in the first round. Well, and then, and then to back up your point, KK, let's not forget about Chet Holmgren, who's, yeah. who is in contention for Rookie of the Year. I don't right, care what yeah. anybody says. He's averaging uh, only two less points than Victor Wambayama, and he's also taking five less shots per game to average that amount. 52% yeah. from the field, 37% from three. Chet Holmgren's the real deal, guys. And I listened to Gilbert Arenas' uh, podcast, and he was talking about Chet Holmgren and Wemby Yama shouldn't even be compared to each other because Chet Holmgren is already 21 years old, so he needs to be compared with the other 21 21-year-olds 21 in the league. Whereas Victor is literally 19, and and, we're, and that's going to actually be my next question. Uh, we can just do that right now. Has Wemby Yama lived up to the to like the hype? Like you think this is like this is this is for real? I'm gonna start with you, Sam, because you were really feeling it in the summer, you know, right before, but. I don't know. They they've been losing games, obviously. It's not easy to win, but his individual performance. I mean, what do you think? I I think I kind of alluded to it in the beginning. I said we need a temper. We need a we need to calm down on the Victor stuff. Um, and I and, and I think so. I, I like what you said about um the Gilbert Arenas podcast and how he brought up the the context of Victor's age and and stuff like that. And and I guess I forget that right. Like when I'm trying to yeah. judge that player, and I'm like, oh, he's not as good as I thought he would be. Because that's that's kind of what I was going to allude to with Victor Wembanyama. I'm like, yeah. he's good. He's he's great. Don't get me wrong. He's gonna be probably tremendous. But all of this like super crazy hype in the beginning of the year, I was like, this is a little too much for a team that might not win 30 games. You know what I mean? Like, or probably not gonna yeah, win yeah, 30 yeah. games. Um, but again, 19 years old. I I don't want to be such a harsh critic on a 19 year old kid you know what i mean who has just uh all the talent in the world now the worst case scenario would be he does something like Zion williamson and gets out of shape and just hangs out with the wrong crowd and then sucking really really bad but i don't think so you can hear it you can see how he he holds himself he's a lot more professional you know he wants to be great so i I think we do have a lot of great things to see from him in the future but at this point i'm kind of like it's it is kind of what i expected 
Um, he takes a little too many shots for me. Too many threes. I mean, he's what, 26%, 28% from three. So he's not as great a shooter as everybody kind of claimed to, he was. Um, but I mean, you just can't argue. You, what do they say about the hype man? You can't teach that. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, look, he's leading his team in scoring as a rookie. 19 points a game. You know, although it's not like 20 or anything, but he is leading his team in scoring. Right. But 19 points. 11 rebounds, three blocks, and 1.3 steals. What's his what's that his is pretty percentage? I don't care about the percentage. He's a rookie. That's yeah. phenomenal. He's big. Like the <laughs> that is big. So is Chris that's what he's how many rebounds has he ever averaged over eight rebounds a game? No. <laughs> a season right. now. Uh but but uh, so Victor Wembayama, my issue with him is his free throw percentage. 78% from the stripe. That has to be better. I don't care if he's a rookie or not. When the came, yeah, it's not good. He's a big man. He's a, he's a big man that was supposed to be able to shoot. He's a big exactly. man. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm sorry. You you build him as this great big man that could shoot, that could that could stretch the floor like a Chris Tapps, and he's not that right now. And I get what you're saying, Kiki. He's a rookie. But he's not are, an old rookie. He's 19 years old. I don't care how old he is. Uh, there's plenty of rookies that could come in as 19 and, and made an impact. Um, I, so, I, I mean, I don't care. It, it, it makes no sense that, that we're comparing him to, oh, you know, comparing him to only – it's a rookie. A rookie's a rookie. I don't care how old he is. Okay. All right. You got some high standards, my brother. <laughs> uh, 100%. 100%. If you came into this league – he was a professional in, in France, KK. It wasn't an amateur. Yeah, he was playing true. for money over there. That's true. That's true. Uh, A-Rod, what you got? I like what I'm seeing. I, I, I do agree with Sammy that I think the league was romanticizing how great this guy is. And we alluded in an episode a long time ago that let's not forget about the LeBron James coming into the league type thing. It um, was incredible, though. Yeah. LeBron took his team to the playoffs, didn't he, the first year he came out? Not his first two years. <laughs> yeah. That team was bad. Remember, yeah. uh, what, was, what was his name? Ricky, uh, Ricky Williams? Ricky, Ricky Davis. Ricky Davis, Davis, he had he wanted to go get a triple double. Triple double, he threw it off his own backboard at the end of the game to get the rebound. That's yeah, how he's, bad they yeah, were. Former Celtic, I think Ricky Davis. That, oh well. yeah, I remember that. That's how bad they were. So continue. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I like what I'm seeing. I I think just the Spurs roster construction outside of the starting five or of four of the five are are, are could be good, um, but I just think the Spurs in a whole as a whole team, like they just need pieces for Victor to be better in my opinion, if that makes any sense. And then also um, what I always say about foreign players, man, they're just built different. They're hungrier. They're more disciplined than American players are. So he's, I, I don't see him slipping up. I don't see him following like that road of Zion Williamson and doing dumb shit. So I, I, I like the guy a lot. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be good. I think the sky's the limit for him. And then moving on, because speaking of Zion Williamson, because I, I have him as somebody I'm like the most disappointed about. Uh, but like, who, 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 like, what teams or what players or whatever have y'all been like the most disappointed about um, this season? Uh, the Gunlet Grizzlies, that's for sure. I mean, yeah, it's been bad. What about you, Vic? I, I don't think I'd be a townie if I said anything other than the Celtics, but uh, no, nah, I'm just kidding. The Celtics haven't disappointed at all. Uh, man, you know what, KK? I, I don't think I really have a disappointment at all. I mean, I, everybody, I think, has been ex- where I expected them. Although, I I, I, I agree with uh, with A Rod. Uh, the 
Grizzlies have been disappointing. I thought they would show a little bit more fight, but with Ja coming back, who knows? He's back. He's back. Um, uh, for me, I'm going to just say mine real quick. Um, ben Simmons, Zion Williamson, Monty Williams and the Detroit Pistons. And then, um, God, who was my other one? Oh, my God. Uh, go, go ahead. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll remember. Oh, and Scoo Henderson. Because mm. I thought he was going to be, you know, oh, he's going to be the next this and that. You know, I, I don't, like, I have, like, an, like a, what is it, an APB or whatever? Like, who, like where where the hell is, uh, where the hell is Scoot? So, yeah, that's mine. Sammy. Um, I was going to say the Scoot one and the Memphis one. But other than that, um, disappointment. I mean, the Celtics not winning the the play ter- or the midseason tournament <laughs> and losing to the Pacers. That one, that, that one kind of hurt. Um, I'm I'm glad we did lose to you know our our boy. I I will say our podcast boy because we all are big fans. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that's all I got for that. Okay, and then uh, last but not least, uh, your New Year's resolution for your sport for your. Uh, Boston Celtics and for your New York Knicks for my 76ers and you can't say win the championship. Is it like what a wish? So you want like a wish or your New Year's resolution? Like what do you expect to happen? Because like you're gonna make sure your team needs to do that. You know what I mean? Like it's a wish, but it's like a hard wish. You know what I'm saying? You go ahead, Sammy. I thought it was a wish because what I was gonna All do. Right. It's a wish. What is your New Year's wish? Christos Prisigas to stay healthy all year. <laughs> that was mine, right. too. That was mine, too. Perfect. You Perfect. don't want me to be right. I know that. You don't that want me to be right. That's oh, so right, funny. Right. Mine is just thug it out, water. man. Mine is, mine is just thug it out with the Knicks. That's it. Just thug it out and roll with it. No, no. Give me something specific on, on your team. Like, is it a player? Is it a coach? Is it a somebody getting better? There isn't like they're where I, I expect them to be in the East. To be honest with you, like I I've got nothing. J R J Barrett, just keep doing what you're doing because you're making me a, a big believer once again. So, all right, and for me, you know, Joel and B is just tearing up the league right now. Like it is so it's so amazing what he's able to do on the basketball court right now. Go look at his stats. He's averaging like 35 points a game as a center, bro. Like come on, dog. I know. His I know. efficiency is high. He's averaging like five and a half assists. How many, how, how many? How many? How many free throws? How many? Twelve. Yeah. Nah, nah, exactly. nah, exactly. Nah, nah, nah. You're tripping. All I'm gonna say is, I just hope that Joel and B stays healthy and continues this, and we make some move to just kind of solidify what we need to solidify. So. Yo, Joel and B has 11.4 free throw attempts per game. Okay, cool. How many does this Trey Young have? <laughs> Trey Young has eight point three. Yeah, he's a point guard. And if you watch, uh, if you watch Joel <laughs> Embiid, you know he gets fouled a lot. Look, Shaq is getting fouled a lot. Get the fuck out of here. You can't, you know, you can't the only it. other person, the only other person that gets fouled as much as Joel Embiid is is Gian, Giannis with eleven. Exactly. This is Embiid too, right here. This is the move the, the, every the, time. Not, you know it. Yeah. This move every time. Then, no, 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 Sam. This is this, this is the move. Don't fall for it. <laughs> All right, that's all I got. All right, rattle them off. Let's go. Where uh, can they find us? 
You can find us on Twitter, fuck X. It's, I'm not conforming. So you can find us at Twitter at fair underscore weather pod. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, search the fair weather podcast and where you subscribe or listen to podcast ad- audio. Uh, you can catch us there. KK, words of wisdom. It's our last show of the holiday season, well, of the year, uh, as we enter the holiday season. So everybody enjoy the time that you have with the people that you like around you. And, uh, yeah, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Happy New Year. We're gonna come back better than ever. Um, we gonna me and the boys, we're gonna discuss some things because we wanna we wanna make this show, you know, what what you guys want, like I said. So uh shout out to y'all, shout out to y'all families. Hey, hey, hey. I do wanna say real hey. quick, thank you guys for allowing us to, to, to share this like social media platform and all this stuff with you guys. It's been it's been awesome, it's been a great year. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to next year. So, um.